to my podcast, you all. Today we have a very, very special guest. This is my newly found friend, Paul Gunn, who is a two-time back-to-back 21 and 22 Inc. 5000 winner. He is an amazing person, and I am so glad to have him on my podcast today. Paul, why don't you tell the audience who you are? what you do and tell us what you're passionate about <laughs> well thanks gina for having me so yeah well, my name is paul gunn and we're founder of cool corporation and we essentially help our warfighters in getting home safely by providing them to materials they need and i'm basically passionate about being in a vessel to overflow into others kind of like how we met yeah, well, that's amazing. And we're talking about warfighters. Before we got on, I was showing Paul this image. I couldn't even believe it, Paul. I actually double-checked to make sure that it wasn't AI because on 9-11, which I'm sure is really dear to a lot of people, it's emotional to a lot of people. Yeah. But look at look at this. Yeah. There was a rainbow on 9-11 yeah. across New York City unbelievable yeah, right unbelievable talk about the being the vessel of positivity right there oh yeah that that's kind of a two-prong you know my pops is from harlem raised in oh. brooklyn and that that kind of sent my that was the genesis of my brother going in to serve as a marine and then you know once he went in i i also wanted to go in as an officer but I didn't even know you could be denied for pan or fasciitis. So that's kind of what oh, held me back. So I, I didn't see my brother for four years mm -hmm. when he was over there. So that's kind of the genesis of how we started. Once he came back, my dad was like, hey, had you and your brother figured out if y'all want to go into a business together? And the previous company we had, that's what started it. I hadn't seen him for four years. So as soon as he touched down, I said, hey, look, why don't we try and go in business together? We hadn't seen each other. I missed you and missed him, and him and I are real close. So wow. we started that last company, and that company made it on the ink. And then from there, we went our separate ways. Interesting enough, he's in your industry now. So that's kind of what sparked that the is interest. That is interesting. Yeah, what, what, what does he going? do, Paul? So what does your brother do? He is was he a long, Yeah, he was long haul of it, and he, was, he, he he was getting all top. He went through all the train. He so I hear some of the pain points that actually go into what you do. So that's just I find it fascinating what you're doing to to impact because that's dear to me is it, knowing my brothers on the road and, and what you're doing to help. Oh, well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate yeah. that. So tell me about that in terms of helping helping individuals at war. I'm sure this really gets to your heart about what inspires them and what inspires you to learn and, and to help them. That's a great question. So I, I'll take it as a personal. When my brother was over there right when the towers went down, I missed him. Yeah, my brother, he's oh. my younger brother. And I was, mm -hmm. I know they signed up for war. That's what warriors do. They go over there, they sign up for it. But still, as his as his brother and how close we were, I was like, I, I hope he has what he needs and I want to see him get home safely. Right. So oh. when when he had the opportunity to do this, to me, I took it on as hey, if someone else has a family member over there serving and I could be in a position or we could be in a position to at least give them what they need to get home. I took it on. And 
it wasn't until we set up Comcast in the apartment that we had at one time. Mm -hmm. The person on the other phone was a Marine and he was, he was talking about kind of how he was when he was over there. And when he found out we supported one of the programs that he was in, he went on for five minutes about, man, I'm home because you, you didn't directly put it, but y'all supported the item and the unit that Mm -hmm. I was in that Mm -hmm. saved my life. And he just went on for five minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And from that point on, it just, it touched me already, but that has left a mark on me to this day. I still get chills when I talk about it because mm-hmm. it's not, it's more than just ordering parts. Somebody's on the other end of it. And I'll never forget how that Marine just touched me when he said, you know, he thanked me for what we were doing because he said, I'm home because of it. Gosh, yes. You know, that's, I think, why, Paul, we do what we do, because we're really yeah. passionate about saving lives, right? It's, yeah. I, and I and I have you on the week of 9-11, and it just <laughs> works out. You're such an inspiration, <laughs> Paul. I mean, you're doing things that are unbelievable. Talk about helping people, veterans, and people actually at war. It's pretty unbelievable. So I could think there's a lot to learn, like, in that industry. There's a lot of different learning experiences, actually, in terms of life or death. And so what do you think really engages somebody in a learning experience or when they have to learn something, especially, especially going to war? What is that? What do you think engages them? Hey, so I've, I'm not a veteran. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I take into a lot of accounts those who have served and listen to them. And I'll speak frankly. Anyone who's ever really made an impact on me has been a veteran. Mm-hmm. So one of the learning things I, I would take from them it's their ability to listen and even hear from me. My brother jokes and tells me I'm a civilian, so they, they get it. <laughs> got it, but, got yeah, it. Yeah, so, so in them quiet moments, he's always saying, you civilian, you just don't get it. But the learning for what they have to do, even in, in combat and what they're doing, going to serve, is, is meaningful. And I'll give you, for instance, there's a book by Stephen Drum, Life on the X, that Ooh. came out. I, yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a master Navy, master chief mm-hmm. Navy SEAL. So I I, I kind of got an inside look on how they think or what matters to them. Mm-hmm. He's talking about life on the X. Either you're getting on it or you're moving off it. So Gosh. whatever they have to learn to move and be quick and execute, and then take those learning abilities out once they leave. Gosh, have yeah. Money. That's amazing, Paul. Like what you're really talking about is life or death. It's like tra- driving a truck. That's why we train truck drivers. We want them to come home alive to their families. You want your brother to come alive off the war field, right? I mean, you want we want to save lives and make a difference. And so it's really important that they get what they need. Well, that's interesting you're talking about between correlation from that and then him driving. One of the things he talked about when he left and went on to driving, he was saying there's a lot of training that goes into it. They don't just give you the truck to go. He he was doing the driving where it was two at a time till he learned. Then he got in a position. <laughs> there was an experience where he told me they let someone drive the truck. They shouldn't have been driving oh, the truck. No. And so he so he was in the role to tell him. He said, whatever you're doing trucking's not it find something yeah. else we're pulling over because it's too important and they want to make sure the training's there so it's they, they do take a vested interest in training and i feel he talks a lot about what he learned in the military actually helped mm-hmm. him wow. do well with training so that's a, excellent tra- 
Got it. So Paul, what does authentic learning look like to you? So a lot of times in learning science, so I studied the brain and how people learn, right? And so there's all this talk about authentic learning. If you were to tell someone what authentic learning means to you, how would you define that? (laughs) Uh, So I'm not gonna say I'm not an advocate for school. I'm an advocate for learning and being Uh educated. So I I, I would feel saying to me is more on those that are divergent. Are you, what are you doing that's going to educate you? I mean, anybody can learn repetition. So what are you going to get at for the people who don't fit the mold? You have auditory, tactile, you have those who are visual. Are you encapsulating everything that's in there to learn? Not everybody can sit down at a desk. I watched my own brother when you come in, how he was before he went to war, how he was when he came back. So there's a, mm-hmm. you can't get everybody to just sit still in a room mm-hmm. and do it. How are you going to touch on the different ways people learn in their authentic way? You're still educating, you know, but you're considering all the different inroads to how they retain and gain information. Yeah, I love that. So was there a time in your life, can you think back personally to you because you're such an inspiration in social media, (laughs) you're a thought leader. Is there anything that's really, really made you be who you are that's left an impact on your thinking? So think back to maybe when you learned something that really changed the way you think. (laughs) So part of me has always felt that I saw things different and that school in itself was not set up in the way that I learned. I always felt I I was a divergent learner, but it wasn't until my sophomore year in college when I was taking a biochemistry class and the teacher, (laughs) and the teacher went in and he basically said, look, it was almost a higher learning experience to say, look, let me come in and show you how to do it. Throw everything out of the book on theory. This is how you do it. And he sat and he he wanted to learn how I learned, how he took that approach. So yes, he collectively taught everybody, but he was a Mm -hmm. researcher. He studied the mind, like Mm -hmm. says, what is it that you see? And when he put it in the context for me to be able to learn, I left that saying, see, you don't have to always teach people in a traditional way. When you can gas that idea or put it in front of them in a way that they learn, it made an impact on me. And that's how I was able to finish college. He, was, wow. he basically told me to take that brainstorm approach right down in the center and then kind of put everything out on the end that makes an inroad into that brainstorm model. That's amazing. So that professor had a profound impact, yeah. it sounds like, on, on you. That's amazing. We should have had him on the show too, Paul. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome. Well, that's yeah. great. So yeah. it sounds like, tell me, this is a twofold. This is a choice. So like either someone, a time where you've overcome a learning hurdle yourself, maybe you struggled with something yourself and you came out on the other side, like having a mind of a champion, or maybe there's somebody that you helped overcome the impossible. So maybe something yourself, or can you talk about that? Maybe there was a time you helped someone uh, overcome the impossible or you did yourself. Yeah. Well, I remember in school when a teacher told me, basically, you know, you're not learning math. I don't like the way you're not showing your work. And uh, kind of right before getting out of high school, she's like, you're never going to mount to nothing. You need, math for, you need math for everything. And 
Well, I said, fine, I'm going to find, <laughs> I will find, do something that has nothing to do with math. We'll see how that goes. But that kind of left a mark. And the reason I bring up that teacher in the biochemistry class was because of what that one said in high school for, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of sat for a while. I didn't let it bug me, but it did bug me. And it wasn't until that biochemistry teacher had mm-hmm. said, he said that I said, you know, what was said to me in my junior year high school was just simply incorrect. Mm-hmm. Here's someone who goes on to, to let you know you can go and handle those things. Don't let what was said kind of wait. So, Paul, do you think so? I wrote an article about the mind of a champion. Do you, and what you're talking about is similar things that have happened to me where people say, You can't do this. <laughs> um, you can't go and uh, be successful. And you overcome that and you become something much, much more. I mean, <laughs> Paul's one back to back, Inc. 5000. He's helping warfighters come home and get the supplies they need. Um, do you think, Paul, that that comes from, it sounds like you had support of teachers and outside, which is awesome. That's partly, you know, that's important. Do you think it's a combination of getting a support of a mentor or teacher to come out of that? Or do you think it's a combination of pulling that out from deep inside? Or or how did you overcome that, that thinking that was placed on you to become so much more today? Well, I always say that I'm, I have intangible wealth, and I'll say this. My parents and our home life, even if nothing material was the premise, the intangible wealth that our parents instilled with us was always telling us, hey, look, despite Aww. what the outside world does, keep doing it. And I'll, I will say my dad, by nature, he's a teacher. That's his gift. Mm-hmm. So he, what he does in his line of work, how he does it, he was he was often instilling into us. Hey, look, people are going to say things you got to look within. It's not going to be the first time. It's going to happen more often than you think. So be prepared. The stuff hurts, but you can't let it sit down and do it. So we were blessed, eternally blessed. I have parents and I was blessed that for a male role model with my dad to just be in there reinstilling those things at a young age to say, you're going to have to go through it and learn it. So take from it and learn and keep your faith rooted. Got it. Awesome. That is amazing, Paul. And so you talk about a male role model. Let's say right now there's somebody listening out there that has lost hope. They're feeling they're feeling disparate. They're feeling down, and they've really lost their passion to learn. If you could say one thing to them who is listening, what would you say to inspire them to keep going? <laughs> that's a that that's a that's a web question because I've I've been there even with a parent to say, hey, it's gone. So that's difficult. I'd let them know. Look, you're more than what people say that you are because. You've been etched with an internal march. It's, you're breathing air, and and because of that, you've got enough to go. I can't say don't listen to it because you hear it, but understand what's inside you is greater than people's opinions. That's that's an opinion. It, it's different if someone's giving you feedback to help elevate you. Is that person coming from a place of care? Yes, but. I found most people are critiquing things they have no business in or not in an arena to do it. So I would say, look, I've been there before. I know what's inside you is greater. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, if you all have not connected with Paul Gunn yet, this is your opportunity. If you have a question, if you need something, Paul's heart is bigger than gold. Um, we've met a few months ago and he's helping you. He has a passion. Paul, is there anything else you want to tell this community today and leave them with a final thought? Uh, that you know, Thanks for tuning in. And I, that everyone's a vessel for overflowing and whatever you're doing pay it forward to somebody else and be that light or spark if you can to help somebody elevate and move whatever they're doing awesome thank you paul thanks for being on our show today <laughs> yeah.